With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get things started. Hi, this is Bill Hartzer. This is the Digital Marketing Podcast with Bill Hartzer for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. Got a few things going on this week um, that I want to go through. Let's start with uh, digital marketing news, digital marketing news for this week. Um, you know, basically there's uh, if we talk about Google and Google, Google's taking content, um, there's been some issues, and a lot of people actually have thought that we have been, you know, that uh, essentially Google is taking content from your website and showing that content in the search results um, in, in an effort that um, where when someone does a search, they will get the answer their, to their question or they'll get information without having to come to your website. And there's been some questions about whether or not that has, is, um, is actually Google stealing content or not. And so in certain instances that came up this week, um, this past week where um, there was content showing up in a knowledge panel that had been created and that information is presented by Google as if they're the content creator originator. And so what's happening is, is that um, there's, you know, they're not identifying the website where that information is be, being taken care of, taken from. <coughs> so Google essentially is taking content from some source presenting it as a knowledge panel and, and information, but not actually citing the original source where the content came from. So that is actually kind of the question um, that's been debated this week. And Google officially came out and said, well, we're not really stealing content and this content that maybe that we wrote or authorized or, or had somebody you know at Google write, there, there's still a controversy over it. And the fact of the matter is, is that um, when you are presenting con- you know, website uh, information, you know, information on your website and Google's taking that information as a featured snippet and putting that information, uh, you know, uh, maybe a bolted list of information from your site, they are actually providing a link there. But a lot of information is uh, presented in a lot of cases, Google, um, the searcher at Google is actually searching and getting the information without coming to your site. And so there's kind of two issues there, <coughs> a couple issues um, regarding, you know, whether or not you should allow Google to actually essentially take content and put it on their search results. Um, ultimately, I think that's better 
for you because you're seen as the expert in that case. <coughs> so, all right, moving on. So, um, what, there's another um, thing that has come up this week. Um, you, you can actually remove personally identifiable information from Google search. And um, there's now actually a new form um, and that you can fill out. And so I have a particular case where, uh, where there's an individual I'm working with, a person, uh, a, a woman that I'm dealing, um, uh, that has hired me. And in this case, she's actually um, concerned that when someone searches her name, that her actually her, her name, address, and phone number, I'm not sure about phone number, name and address, and um, is, is there um, in the Google search results. And she would like that removed. And we've done some things to move that address information down the second, third page of results so people don't really find it. But if you're digging around, you can eventually find that information, her name, you know, or her ad actual address and location. This is a concern, you know, because she's a woman, she's actually a celebrity, and we don't want that information out there. She doesn't want that information out there. So now um, there's, you can actually remove that information and make that. Um, so, you know, so according to the statement from Google, Google may remove personally identifiable information that is potentially to create significant risks of identity theft, financial fraud, harmful direct contact, or other specific harms. Um, this includes doxing, which is when your contact information is shared in, in, in a malicious way. So, in fact, you know, because this person, this individual is a celebrity and uh, she has a concern over the fact that her, uh, her, her address um, and of her, of one of her apartments is, is available, then um, that's, you know, issue. So now you can actually fill out a form at Google um, to remove personally identifiable information um, that includes, you know, anything related to um, a risk um, and so forth. Um, so Google Search Console had a, uh, a kind of a hiccup that they have from time to time. Google Search Console um, a performance report, um, their average position um, actually went missing for a, a period of time. And um, I've seen actually some people post that in particular um, about that. Actually, it was a bug in Google Search Console data. And so that has been fixed. Um, I recently was on the Jim and Ann show. Um, the Jim and Ann show is uh, from uh, Internet Marketing Ninjas, and I talked about domain names and SEO. Um, and so, if you if you Google the, you find the Jim and Ann show out there um, anywhere on you know uh, that the latest episode is um, for, I talked for actually well over an hour about domain names and SEO and uh, focus um, on domain names. So if you are interested in that, um, check out the Jim and Ann show. Um, they have had, and they will have um, several different uh, guest speakers on there with their show. Um, and it is uh, quite entertaining at certain times. A lot of uh, retrospect and a lot of information um, out there um, that we talk about um, regarding domains. So I wanted to mention um, also that Amanda Zan, Amanda Zan, I'm hoping sure I'm pronouncing this right. Amanda Zantel Wiener has joined Search Engine Journal as editor editor in chief. Um, as you recall, uh, Danny um, has who was editor of 
of, of Search Engine Journal for several years. He has moved over to Search Engine Land. Um, now Amanda has taken over as um, Search Engine Journal as Editor-in-Chief. I know that um, there are a fair amount of people who I speak with um, on a regular basis that uh, provide articles to Search Engine Journal, and so um, especially myself, um, and so it's good to see um, that they have filled that position. Um, so one of my personal issues um, this past uh, few weeks that I've been dealing with is email. And so um, obviously, you know, when you do set up email, you want to make sure that SPF, DKIM, and, and, um, and DMARC records are all set up. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's a good thing for your domain. Um, but, you know, I get a lot of email and I have probably half a dozen to a dozen different email accounts that are all going into my inbox. In my particular situation, I am, um, I use Outlook and um, on the Mac to pull in all those pop emails and so forth. So email filtering has been an issue and there's not a lot of um, ways to, you know, with Outlook, um, at least, at least uh, Outlook on the Mac, there's not a lot of ways to filter email um, out of the box. So you have to kind of look at a different option. And so, um, especially, you know, filtering out junk mail and so forth. And so I've been kind of exploring different options. Um, one, one, email, one option that has been presented to me by several different people is you know, which I've been aware of is, is, you know, is actually using, you know, Google's uh, accounts, if you will, to, and Google Workspace to have the, you know, email there. Um, so that, you know, Google and Gmail does a very good job of filtering. Um, and, and so that's not really the issue. The issue is the fact that uh, I get emails that um, because of, the legal work that I do, I do not want those emails going through any kind of system related to Google. Um, and so just as a, you know, so that's one thing. Um, the other part is that I have email accounts that I've archived and, you know, especially thousands and thousands of emails that I need to keep and be able to search. And so just moving those over um, is not, you know, is potentially an option, but you're talking about, you know, tens of gigs of email that it would need to be moved over essentially to a Google account that then, you know, sure would do the filtering and everything. But again, we're back to the issue of the fact that I do not need certain email emails that are secured going through, going through Google um, as a company um, because of, uh, of some legal work that I do. So on the other hand, um, so what I have done for, for, for a while is that what I had emails, certain, certain emails set up, they were just forwarders so that when someone did a, you know, send me an email to, for example, billatharcer.com, that was forwarded um, automatically, all the email to that email just forwarded, forwarded to Gmail. Well, it turns out that there are certain uh, there are certain uh, servers set up that, for example, Network Solutions, um, they use essentially use uh, Outlook or you know Microsoft's uh, Microsoft's products to um, 
to send and receive email to their systems. The problem is that when you set up a forwarder um, that goes through and goes to another email, there is actually an issue with that, with that um, email being forwarded. And so essentially what happens is if you have, let's say billetharcher.com set up and that's your network solutions account, that email address, um, it actually has to be set up on the server um, and cannot be a forwarder because essentially what happens is when Network Solutions sends that email out, uh, Microsoft's products, because it's a forwarder, they won't deliver that email. So it doesn't go, it doesn't even hit your server, it doesn't even get to Gmail. And so for literally for six months, I was working with Network Solutions back and forth uh, with several different people there, figuring out why a password reset or why certain emails from Network Solutions were not getting to my, my, uh, my inbox. And doing a lot of uh, uh, setup and, and fixing, working with my web host, seeing that the web, you know, that the emails were never being delivered and so forth. Well, that was the issue. And that was an issue for me because Network Solutions in particular, um, when I had bought expired domain names and um, they were at auction or certain auction domains were actually sent to art, were already at Network Solutions. And so um, I was not able to actually transfer those out or do anything um, or even access the account where those email, where those uh, domains were because of the fact that the, it turns out that the email on the account was a forwarder and had to be set uh, separate separately set up. <coughs> so anyway, that's a that's you know that that's a if, uh, you you know essentially an issue with um, with uh, many email accounts. We you know we may not getting be getting all of our email if you have email accounts set up a certain way. So I have tried a couple of different options um, called, uh, one that was uh, recommended to me called SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X. And it essentially is, uh, it is some filtering. Um, it is, it, they filter the emails into certain folders on your, on your, on your web server. <coughs> so then when you pull in the emails, um, they may already be put, put into automatically into <coughs> certain accounts. So um, that's kind of worked, but it's not the, ultimately it's not an option. I feel like um, that after using this for two weeks, the same box that it filters kind of you know, in a different way or, or too much. I really just need, uh, uh, personally, just really need a spam to go to a spam folder. I don't need, you know, uh, 27 different folders based on certain, you know, based on whether it's a newsletter or whether it's based on a, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a receipt for an item or whatever. Um, it's just not an option for me. So I'm still kind of looking at various options at this point. Um, finally, 
want to kind of in, uh, you know, update you on a particular domain name recovery case. Um, as you know, I, um, I now consider myself the premier or the honestly the best um, for domain name forensic expert as far as um, stolen domain names um, are, are, uh, are concerned. And um, that, you know, I have, uh, I have been working on in the past year or so, over 450 um, stolen domain name cases. Um, a lot of people don't know that stolen domain names is, is very much a huge problem. And, um, and I have, pro after these 450 cases, um, you know, and, and each one is almost different, um, some, are cases where uh, that would just blow your mind of what has happened to a domain name owner. I, there's one or two particular cases that I've been working literally over a year um, to get their domain name back. And they're so, so complex of what happened. Unfortunately, there's not a way that we can file UDRP um, in those particular cases. Um, so, there's other cases where we're using the URS, um, and and there's actually tomorrow we will probably file four different URX cases um, where people have stolen domain names, and then you know we're having to do that because the domain name registrars um, are basically just uncooperative, uncooperative whatsoever. It's it's amazing that uh, we're even. In one particular case, um, it is the fifth. As of yesterday, I have been working on this one particular case for five weeks now regarding, um, you know, this now this is the fifth week. I have no problem stating the fact that this is GoDaddy. And, uh, and what happened was a domain name um, was, well, let's start an email account, not a Gmail, which normally it's G a Gmail account that is hacked. Regardless, an email account was hacked. They, the hacker went into the GoDaddy account. They stole, they transferred the domain name to themselves at a different registrar. Now they, once they did that. They copied the web, literally copied the website and put up the website again, but put up a nasty message on the website, which is a legal threat essentially um, against that web that, about that company, which today that website still is up and running with that legal threat on the website, which is a copy of the .com website. Um, so anyway, so what has happened is the hacker went into that, that GoDaddy account, and literally this is out of 400 plus cases, um, this is the first time a hacker has gone in and deleted, they deleted the GoDaddy account completely. When our client came to us and came to me and said, hey, our domain name's been stolen, the the, you know, the company then, I said, okay, let's get into the account. Well, the account did not exist because the hacker deleted the GoDaddy account. Well, gee, what has happened 
is there is a, I found there is a big hole or problem with GoDaddy. When a GoDaddy account is deleted and you pick up the phone and call GoDaddy and say, somebody stole my domain name or there's a problem with my account, what happens? Every employee at GoDaddy says, we don't know who you are. There's no account. You never did business with us. And we have no history of you ever doing business with us. I mean, my what, what's happening here? They did business for years and the hacker deleted the GoDaddy account. So now we have to go through two weeks, literally two weeks of proving to GoDaddy that this company existed and their GoDaddy account had been hacked. That's, that's just insane. We finally have gotten, you know, with, with back and forth emails and phone calls and calls and, you know, live video with me and the client and on the phone with GoDaddy, we finally got to a certain person that said, okay, let, let's look into, we'll look into this. So that's even with me knowing people at GoDaddy and having them look into that. And again, they had no knowledge, of the fact that the company even existed with GoDaddy, but they were a customer whose account was deleted. That's a problem. Um, so now we're on the fifth week of them going back and forth with another registrar, trying to figure out whether a domain name has been stolen and whether or not that domain name that get, needs to go back to GoDaddy and everything being taken care of. Meanwhile, if you go to the website and go to, you know, there is a nasty legal uh, message from the hacker that says essentially that this company is a fraud and that um, you should never business, do not, bus do not do business with them. And the fact that um, their, their owners are under investigation and have been arrested and so on and so forth. And, you know, regardless of the fact you would put actually that on, on your own website where you're doing business, okay, which is a copy, it turns out a copy of a, the, the original website, which is on .com. So we're now in the fifth week as of yesterday. Um, this has not been resolved, so we are we we're resorting to um, we are working uh, have been working to get the UDRP prepared. However, we're going to file tomorrow with the URS, and um, and hopefully that that uh, system will at least be able to take that website down. Regardless, the uh, after three days of me, I was able to get that nasty website down with the one with the nasty message. Um, but the hacker then copied the website and put it up at another host that um, that, that will host will not take the website down. So there we're at, this is, this is um, now the fifth week and it is GoDaddy, GoDaddy, GoDaddy's problem. And I have been back and forth. And normally at this point, I have not, uh, till, this, till this time now, I have never read name the registrar. But after five weeks of dealing with this crap, and what you know, and it is it is it is horrendous that this is even happening. Um, then I have no you know I have no problems um, saying this is a GoDaddy problem. So.
That said, this has been the SIA, uh, not SIA, but um, the Digital Marketing with Bill Archer podcast for Thursday, April 28th. I am live every Thursday at 1.30 Mountain Time, um, usually, and I was uh, about 10, 20 minutes late today, but um, due to a call. But otherwise, um, got a lot of more stories. Um, um, take care of your domain names. Make sure they are uh, at a secure registrar and use go. Uh, if you must use a uh, Google account, um, use Google's advanced protection to lock down your account. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Um, and I will speak with you next week or maybe even sooner. Thanks.